Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of From Scribble to Skyrocket, a podcast where I am documenting my preparation for the sabbatical and generally just a podcast about um, preparation for change, intentional change that is. So firstly I'd like to apologise for not publishing an episode last week. I had it all in my head, I was I was just tired like I was just tired it was just one of those weeks where I needed to lie down and look at the ceiling and it was just I mean I'm okay but it was just I don't know it was just one of those weeks really so this episode is going to be a bit more of a check-in and progress episode and uh yeah I don't even really know where to start because I feel like I have a lot to say but at the same time, it's quite disjointed. But I'll just run with it and we'll see how we go. So, yeah, the last couple of weeks, I've just been feeling like I've been, I don't know, like going through the motions of summer. I don't even know if that makes sense. It doesn't even make sense. It, in a way, it reminds me of like when I was a kid and it was summer holiday and I didn't go anywhere. So every day was just really, really samey. And although, yes, you're not going to school, but the next big thing or change in your daily routine was basically going back to school in like August, September time, which is weird. I don't know, but (laughs) that's kind of like the type of feeling I've been having. I've just, I feel like things are just going, things are just a bit repetitive at the moment. Perhaps I've just been stuck in a rut. Yeah, like life lately has just been very much work heavy on the work and then home and then work home work home with the odd social activity but that's it and I've noticed the pattern because for me I think the month of July just has this anticlimactic feeling for me because June always tends to be a good month it's you know I guess birthday bias to be honest I'm pretty sure it is birthday bias not that I'm like a big celebrator but still June tends to be a good month and then here comes July and then it's just like ugh. and funny enough a couple of weeks ago my sister called um July the January of the summer and you know what I think she's right I actually think she's right she's on to something so we're coming up to three weeks in July but I feel like the month has just dragged anyway so I've been like consciously trying to reconnect with myself and doing that, I mean, by doing things that I used to do and have stopped for, for whatever reason, I have stopped doing that. And I'm not necessarily talking about like my weekly leisure activities because that's just part of my routine. And very timely a friend of mine sent me a TikTok about having little adventures in your life and yes I'm on TikTok oh my god there are people like screaming outside like just kids playing outside I really really hope you can't hear this but apologies if you can hear it anyway so yeah he sent me a video about you know little adventures in your life and yeah it was a TikTok video and um yeah 
best believe I'm on TikTok, guys. I can't believe it myself, actually. Although, in moderation, it's actually a pretty good app. <laughs> like, it's actually, it's actually great. But, yeah, in small doses and in moderation. So, the video was timely, right? And especially because I've just been in a rut. And it also encouraged me to book onto a mini adventure that I was contemplating on doing. I saw this paddleboard yoga and I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind trying it. My balance isn't that great anyway. So imagine doing yoga on water. It's just, you know what? It seems like a really good challenge. So yeah, why not? So after seeing that video, I just booked on it like immediately. But yeah, it just, I just wanted to get out there and, or I just want to get out there rather because I haven't done it yet. It's in August. I just want to get out there and just just you know keep the momentum of trying new things I feel like I did quite well with 52 weeks of bravery last year where because I was part of an accountability group it kept me going but now it just yeah just slowed down I'm a bit tunnel visioned but I still want to have these mini adventures you know and yeah it doesn't mean I need to go camping somewhere but just partaking in an activity that I've never done before. A couple of Saturdays ago I went to the Goodman Factory live show by myself and if you don't listen it's a podcast I would encourage you to listen it's this like it's a beautiful space that that's what I'd call it it's a podcast but it's just this beautiful space created by three black men where they center male um, wellness, vulnerability, etc. Kind of like, I don't know, it's just the type of conversation that me as a black woman who, although I do have male friends, but I did not grow up with men in my household. So I'm, and plus at the same time, it tends to be, you know, like boys among boys anyway so I wouldn't necessarily be privy to that type of conversation because yeah that's just the way it is but it provides just a really really good insight into you know the more I guess maybe the more human side or the more uh, how do you call it yeah I'm just gonna call it the more human side or even the more feminine side of the other of the male species I was going to say the other species or even like I guess the more emotional side of the male species and um yeah I mean I appreciate there are other ways of like gaining insight as well which is um what I've recently done actually is I read the book Mandem by Iggy London which is a compilation of different short stories written by different black men. I think they're all black British men and all on various topics. And yeah, it was, it kind of, in a way for me, does the same thing in terms of kind of just providing an insight into an aspect of a black man's life, particularly in the UK, that... I just, yeah, I guess unless I ask point blank, maybe I wouldn't even think of asking. I just wouldn't get. So, you know, just from a 
learning and being empathetic point of view and you know working on my empathy rather point of view and that type of stuff I yeah I just think it's quite good but yeah so I went to the live podcast show by myself I saw some old faces and I met some new faces as well which is quite good and also secured an exciting prospect for the podcast which you'll hear in a couple of episodes time so I'm quite excited about that so speaking of new faces I don't know for you I am what they call I guess an ambivert so you're introverted and extroverted at the same time but anyway I have generally in adulthood struggled, you know, with meeting new people. Not necessarily meeting new people. I meet new people. It's the maintaining contact and, you know, making friends or associates or meaningful relationships from the meeting new people that I've tended to struggle with, you know, in adulthood. So, yeah, and... I wouldn't want to just blame, you know, the digital age as such, but I think just time, you know, people are busy and before you know it, things have fizzled out and it just gets really easy to lose touch. And I feel like all parties involved generally know that it's not personal. I'd say a good 98% know that it's not personal, but yeah. What I've done in the last couple of weeks is in an effort to foster a new friendship, a new relationship, I I don't know what to call it, just, you know, someone that I've met when I went to the cinema by myself and, you know, we got along really well and we had similar interests, she was just really cool, exchange numbers and in an effort for that not to be in vain, I reached out to her and um, yeah just asked if she wanted to go to a screening with me and this might not sound like a big deal and also as much as I like going to places by myself I tend to struggle extending invitations to certain things especially if I have like if I feel anyway it's a specific interest I yeah I struggle to extend invitations to events of that particular you know area so I automatically just don't bother but yeah I'm working on this so yeah since I met her at a cinema at a screening of an independent film I was going to a screening of an independent film it just made sense to invite her I was just like oh yeah why not but generally I do need to work on it I need to actually allow my friends to say no than decide for them I've generally felt that through consciously, you know, seeking to reconnect with myself by just engaging in activities and interests that I like doing, it has opened a couple of doors for me in the background. And those doors that have that have opened, they kind of reminded me that my little spot on this earth is appreciated. And it also just made me realise that sometimes you don't have to actively be doing something in order for opportunities to come your way. Because sometimes you feel like you have to constantly be working at something, constantly be working at something. Whereas you also just have to trust that 
whatever groundwork you've done previously is exactly that groundwork and you just need to allow whatever you know blessings consequence whatever it is just catch up to it I don't even know if I'm making sense I feel like I'm sounding a bit cryptic (laughs) but basically in like a sentence I was feeling crap I reminded myself to do things that I enjoy doing and yeah I guess in a way to distract myself as well and then it feels like things are just looking up I'm just yeah came out on the other side feeling much better so yeah watch this space so let's talk about some actual preparation bits back to sabbatical talking about preparation and yeah I've been um sorry I'm conscious that I haven't actually shared the date of my departure this is quite a conscious decision but do know it's before the end of the year it's happening in 2023 and yeah I'm definitely obviously time's ticking and I'm getting closer to d-date and yeah need to look at various administrative things as well and um start basically putting things in motion so I will start with visa I don't know if I shared it before or not but um for me as a Dutch national and I assume it might be the same for British nationals as well or maybe even many nationalities so a tourist visa to Colombia is um, basically free for the first 90 days and you can extend it to up to 120 days while you're in the country and that's for a f- um, subject to a certain fee and um, yeah however one thing I do need to check is whether volunteering requires a type of work visa so although I'm not obviously I'm not going to work for money would I still need a work visa so I've been looking on this some blogs say yes other blogs say no so that's something I think I just need to email the embassy and just find that out for myself and for those of you who might be looking at you know digital nomadism Colombia does have a digital nomad um, visa and I think all you need is basically say uh, your employ- you need an employment contract where the company is obviously not based in Colombia and they've allowed you to work remotely basically and that can grant you a um a uh, digital nomad visa uh, with that you can like get accommodation and stuff as well or use that to support any accommodation applications and things like that and um the other general thing six months minimum six months validity on your passports otherwise you get stranded I think that's pretty standard in most places anyway and they do want um evidence or they do want you to be able to produce you know evidence that you're leaving the country so evidence of onward travel it doesn't have to be by it doesn't even have to be by air actually it could even be a coach ticket to the neighboring country but as long as you have some type of ticket that shows you are leaving the country 
within the validity of your visa. So this is another thing then. So if staying over 90 days with the intention of extending, does your onward travel then have to be within the 90 days or can that be in that extended period? So these are things that I feel I need to ask that I'm quite curious about and the volunteering. Um, Do you need a work visa to volunteer? I think in most cases you don't, but I'd rather be safe than sorry. And um, yeah, although I do like the idea of onward travel, though I have been looking at a couple of destinations, to, uh, um, specifically the Dutch Caribbean destinations. I don't know which island yet, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? So we are obviously in a post-pandemic period, so there are no COVID test requirements or vaccination requirements that are in place. And in terms of vaccinations generally, I believe for Colombia you need like Hep A, tetanus. Those are the ones that you must have, I believe, which I mean, I've got both anyway. And you also need to have yellow fever. Actually, no, the yellow fever, right? You, only if you're coming from certain countries, you need to have had yellow fever vaccination. And I think there's a general um, conversation about, you know, hasn't yellow fever been eradicated worldwide anyway, but countries, <clears throat> Ghana, you know, still require you to have a yellow fever certificate in order to enter the country. Good thing about yellow fever is that it's valid for basically forever now. I think it used to be 10 years and then 25 and I think now it's just lifetime. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so that's that on vaccination. So I don't need to think about that. In terms of money, this is one I've been thinking about a lot. And especially if you know you're going to be spending in, you know, in foreign currency, one of the first things is a cash friendly, is a card friendly so card-wise, I've been reading that, you know, Visa and MasterCard is very much widely accepted. And I have been looking online as well in terms of what current accounts are best or, you know, whether prepaid versus current accounts. But yeah, a lot of current accounts are actually quite limited in cash withdrawal abroad because they'll still either charge their percentage or like Monzo, for example, has a limit unless you upgrade. I think that just increases your limit is still not unlimited. And I believe Colombia is still very much a cash economy. Well, at least I want to be in rural areas, so I'm going to need cash. Which then takes me to the point of changing. Do I change in advance? Do I change at destination? Do I go to Bureau de Change? Do I find a Colombian abuchi at the market and change? Like, all these things. Maybe it'll be a combination of everything. I need to find... Basically, I need to get in touch with someone that travels back and forth to Colombia a lot to find out what the most efficient way of um, money exchange is. Because looking on comparison websites, obviously when you order money, yes, you lose to commission and stuff. Preferably, I'd rather take cash with me and exchange it on arrival. Preferably at El Mercado. <laughs> Those that, you know, 
go to certain countries such as Ghana, Nigeria, they go to the market, they know exactly what I'm talking about with the Abuchi reference. But preferably I would do that because it's actually just, you know, you just get the best rate usually. But obviously I'm not a local, <laughs> I'm not from there. And I mean, I, I could try and find out, but yeah, I still need to do so I, I need to change into pesos beforehand definitely but i still think i would carry some foreign currency anyway and obviously being based in the uk we spend pounds but colombia doesn't have affiliation with the uk like that for me to be bringing pounds with me a lot of things i've seen in dollars so perhaps a lot of their foreign currency reference point is dollars so i reckon i'll probably go with some dollars or i was thinking you know they speak spanish spain euros would euros be more appropriate probably not only because of you know looking at how far colombia is to spain and europe generally so i think if i'm to carry foreign currency in cash it would have to be dollars and um I believe it's like a $10,000 cash restriction. Not that I'm going to be carrying $10,000 cash anyway, but just for your information. So yeah, so I just need to kind of figure out, yeah, what are good amounts to um, carry in cash, what's good to kind of more leave an account and things like that. So I just need to figure out basically my cash to card ratio or... Yeah, basically how much cash do I want to carry and how I want to do it. I don't know, You, might, I might be overthinking it, but for me, when it comes to currency exchange, I, I just want to know that I'm getting the best deal. That's, yeah, that's just that. Another thing I also looked at is um, travel insurance, specifically backpackers insurance, only because in the period that I'm gone, I don't think I will be in one country, so it would be good to just have, to be insured for multiple countries for a, mm, do you have to specify the time? I think you still have to specify the time, but basically for an extended period of time. So I've just been doing a lot of, yeah, comparing the market really. So far I've seen one for about two, it's about the £200 mark, which is not bad actually. And what I didn't realise is about the whole, I don't know. What I didn't realise is that they give you an option for worldwide, but it excludes the US, the Caribbean, and that was it. And I was like, huh? Then what's the point of worldwide? Like, hmm? But anyway. But having the one that I was talking about in terms of the one I found around the £200 mark, obviously I need to look at the details and make sure I'm comfortable with like the excess and the value that they cover and read the T's and C's. I'm someone, when it comes to insurance, I do actually read the T's and C's because I just don't want to be caught by surprise. And um, yeah, so I need to look into it a little bit more, but yeah. The one that I'm looking at is obviously just worldwide, including everything, especially since I'm going to be in South America and the Caribbean. Like, it just makes sense to 
literally have worldwide? Work-wise, so I need to give you a work update. I have finally heard back from HR today, like literally today. And that was more to tell me what my annual leave is going to be. And they're still processing my sabbatical request. So that's not really a yes or no. But yeah, anyway, at least it's an acknowledgement. They have received it and I'll give it a couple of weeks and I'll start chasing again. But yeah, I've heard back from HR and I'm also getting to the point. So where I have to start sharing it with my colleagues which I don't really, really want to do because I just don't want to have the same conversation many times, nor do I want to announce it in team meetings. But, you know, Oibo and Kokonsa in the workplace is just... Ugh. Anyway, so um, I think it was last week, there's a project, there's a proposal for a project that I put in and that I'm going to be managing. And it's quite a big project. And the thing about those big project especially with like public sector clients and stuff they take a while before you actually start from handing in the proposal that you will revisit probably a couple of times anyway to actually starting the projects it's i think in some cases it's just it can almost be 18 months it's crazy but anyway it's quite a big project that i was looking forward to starting it was meant to start i don't know March time or something so I would have had some you know I would have been able to have been involved for quite a while if it went to plan oh well so the relevant director um you know asked me what's your availability looking like for the next six months so I'm just like oh no now I'm gonna have to call him and basically tell him that uh yeah I'm not gonna be around so I called him you know, he, he had, you know, he just talked, 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 talked. And then I was like, okay, so to answer your question, basically, I'm not going to be around. I'm going to be away from this date. And uh, yeah. And his reaction was, um, oh, you must be very fortunate to be able to afford that. And I was like, yes, I am. Um, and he was like, oh, well, you know, that's really good. And how, what, where am I? And I was just like, I just did the thing that people do when they want something, you know, they save for it. Like, that's literally it. There's no magic to it. It's not rocket science. It's just, yeah, you want something you put money aside towards it. That was literally it. And that's what I told him. Ah, no, that must be so exciting. Okay, you're going to have so much fun. And um, yeah, I bet your sabbatical is not in London, is it? And I was like, oh gosh, I was like, no, it's not. But anyway, so then this was on a Friday. So then he, you know, proceeded to ask me what I'm going to do over the weekend. And I was like, oh, you know, the weather's not nice or something. I'm not, I'm not going to be up to much. And then he responded saying, oh, well, um, you know, you should probably be saving your pennies anyway. Padding. What? I was just like, I was just like, let, let me not start. Let me, let me just leave it here. Let's, let's just terminate this conversation here because this is going to be a problem. 
the thing about British Oibo, they love watching people's pocket about you have to be saving your pennies anyway. My sister was like, I should have told him that my money didn't jiggle jiggle, it folds. But yeah, unfortunately, I just tend to not choose the clap back. Yeah, I just can't be bothered. But then on Monday, so I'm recording this on a Tuesday, by the way. So on Monday, yesterday, someone called me, another director who I'm working on a project on. And he, I'm working on a project with, rather. And he was like, oh, um, your manager told me that you're going away. And I was like, did he now? You see the cock on <laughs> But I was like, okay. So what else did he say? He said, yeah, you're going to Colombia. How exciting. I'm so happy for you. I bet you can't wait to just dash this project and go. No, you should do it. I can't wait to hear all about it when you're back. Like, I'm really happy for you. That's amazing. How's your Spanish? What do you want to do when you get out there? You know, genuine interest. And it was just, yeah, obviously people are different and stuff, but it was just a difference in reaction, in response to the news that just made me think, wow. It just almost seemed a bit like a social experiment almost, where one whose reaction is, you must be very fortunate to be able to afford that. So you're already immediately looking, basically looking at limitations and specifically financial limitations. And maybe perhaps, dare I say it, you're projecting because maybe in the current situation that he is in, that is something that perhaps he couldn't do or he thinks that he can't do. Whereas this other guy, on the other hand, he was just, you could tell he was genuinely happy. He was literally like, fuck the project. (laughs) Like, I want to hear about this. And he just seemed genuinely happy. And, you know, he was sharing his traveling plans as he has a wife from Argentina and this and that and this and that. And yeah, I just thought the difference was just really, really interesting. And I think I'll share more as I share with, my team because yeah it's getting to a point where when we're looking at like six months in and forward workload and stuff I need to start saying that I'm not going to be around although I'm still waiting for HR to say yes or no but nevertheless I'm still going so the results and the outcome is still the same but uh yeah so I'm quite curious to see because I've done reactions and responses of like friends and family but not of colleagues so yeah, I thought this is might be quite an interesting thing to keep tabs on. So yeah, those are my updates of, I guess, the last couple of weeks. And uh, I have some news. Uh, I'm going to be live on Instagram. I don't know whether it'll be my personal one, which is Martha CL without the second A. Or at Scribble to Skyrocket. But I'm going to talk about, I guess about just my preparation for sabbatical. Um, Beverly, who you may recall from a previous episode, um, is going to ask me a couple of questions. And yeah, so I invite you to tune in. It's going to be on Tuesday, the 25th of July at 8pm. And uh, yeah, 
I will put the link to her page on the show notes because it'll definitely be accessible via her page, which will be at Vibe365. So yeah, that's something I am looking forward to. And also, um, I finished like a draft of the website. I don't know whether you can finish a website in draft form, but yeah, I've um, asked a couple of people to have a look and um, feedback. So hopefully by the next episode, I am holding myself accountable by the next episode. This website should be live and yeah. So I am going to end it by saying, this is so random because I hardly comment on pop culture stuff, but I'm going to end the episode by saying that I am really, really, really loving Jay House's album for reasons I can't even explain. But yeah, it was worth the wait. Beautiful and brutal yard i'm not getting paid for this there's no sponsorship i'm just just sharing what i like and what has been on repeat for the last couple of days so yeah anyway feel free to get in touch via instagram as scribble to skyrocket or if you want to email me feel free scribble to skyrocket at gmail.com let me know your thoughts and yeah i will speak to you soon bye